Welcome to RPG Cast episode 411. Alice, tell me more about your Final Fantasy 11. No, too soon, Craig. Too soon, Chris. Too soon. <laughs> All right. Alice Wilkinson joins me this week. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Kelly Ryan. Way past cool. Oh, no. Anna Marie Privateer. Sanic. Oh. <laughs> Everybody introduced me to the concept of Sonic Underground before the podcast. Which looks terrible and sounds terrible. And from what I understand, was terrible. And it was a guilty pleasure of mine. It looks so bad. All I did was watch the opening. Uh, I used uh, to get up every morning and watch it before school. Every morning? I was doing Ooh, that. With, yeah. You know, I used to do it with a terrible show called VR Troopers. Yeah. Oh, hey, I remember that one. Yeah, that wasn't very good either. Yeah. Or... Was that? Hmm? Wasn't that adapted? Night... <laughs> Sorry. So, go on, continue. No, was it a video game or something? I don't know what you're Programming. Yeah. No, that's fair. Ugh. I, no, I remember the days of... Uh, I remember the days of uh, Saturday morning stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, you're you're listening to RPG Cast, our weekly our weekly podcast about um, apparently young adult nostalgia <laughs> stuff and things. Old adult, mid adult. What are we? Just adult nostalgia at this point. Yeah, you're too young I mean, to be I'm, the new middle age. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be thirty this year. I'm gonna no, be I'm 30, thirty-five this year. Yeah, I am thirty-five this yeah, year. Yeah, I think we're. We'll I, be thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so am I actually? Am I actually the youngest person on the cast? Yes, right now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. And Alex doesn't really count because me and him share the exact same birthday. <laughs> we we kind of tie. Oh, good for you. That was weird. It was really weird finding that out. That's kind of cool. So, Alice. Yeah. What have you been playing this week? Oh boy! Tales games. You've been playing um, Tales of yeah, Bersitis. I, I did rebuy Tales of Berseria again. I need to stop doing this. I really do. Why? You know? Why do you do it to begin with? Let's let's start there. What, buy buy Tales games multiple times. Tales games that you've already completed. I never finished Berseria. Oh, so you're gonna finish it this time? That's why. Yes. Okay. Like I did on That's P- okay. like I did with just. Funnily enough, like I did with Zysteria, which so I never finished on... on PS3. But you'll finish it on PC? Yep. So that's okay. That's fine. What's wrong with that? Hey, at least at least the Bazaria PC port's a lot better than the Zysteria one was. Here, here's a question for you. Why do you buy them in their original language version that you're never going to finish? Because I don't know when to quit. <laughs> because you keep thinking, you I'm going to do it. What, what makes you stop? Um, probably just other games for the most part. Oh, so then... And then, and, then they, and then they announce it's coming to PC, and I'm like, oh, hey, look, I wasted my money again. Good times. So you'd just rather play it on PC to begin with for some reason? Oh, yeah, probably. Just because graphics or because something else? I have serious patience issues. Load times, then? Uh, no, 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 just in general, waiting for the PC release. Oh, usually okay. ends up with me importing the Japanese version, and then it's like, oh, hey, it's coming to PC. I'm like, shit, I spent my money. But then you wait. 
which means uh, you do have patience. Uh, yeah, doesn't stop me from complaining about it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, on PC, do you play it in English or Japanese? Uh, English with Japanese voices. Okay. It's so, both worlds. So, but the SA, the, the Bizaria PC port is a lot better. The original ran on at 60 frames a second on the PS4, and the PC version runs at 60 frames a second. Good job. Also, for the first time, I think in whatever, they, if you select, even if you select the Japanese voice option, you get the full Japanese intro. Hey, they licensed you don't have it. To, yeah, you don't have to do a crazy hack job to get the original Japanese intro like you had to do in Zysteria, which was hilarious. But. So, do they, okay, do you need a hack from the dude what made the Dark Souls hack for this version? No. Okay. At least that's like yet. normally I've... how Tales games seem to go. It's like, oh, that dude who makes Dark Souls hacks also needs to make you a Tales hack. Oh, well, funny enough, he was the one who gave up on the uh, FPS hack for Zysteria. That was actually done by somebody else. Oh, okay. I. You um, know what? I figured done... it happened. I know that guy made like a whole little hacking yeah, framework did, thing. You don't like a generic thing. You don't actually need him to yeah. make a custom thing for your game anymore. But yeah. He, um, I know he did something for Zysteria, but the 60 FPS hack was done by somebody else because I know Durante's efforts, I think, resulted in uh, unexpected game behavior. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think it was just the method that he used to increase the FPS just wasn't didn't didn't gel well with the engine. Uh, but then there was somebody else, somebody else came along, and then the way they did it worked, sort of thing. I think I remember that being the case in one of the Dark Souls games as well, like. Um, if you did his hack, you would take a lot of extra hits because it was using the, the frame game. Counts. Yeah, the game is. Yeah, the game is expecting to run sixty frames a second. Oh, sorry, thirty frames 30 a second or whatever. Case, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, all right. I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten past the point in which I stopped playing Bizaria on PS4 yet. But oh, I wonder why that is. What, is it more? Is it more Eurobeat torpedo dodging? Hey, while I have been playing World of Warships, Oh my yeah, gosh, um, I watched those videos you recommended to me last week, and like I uh -huh. could start, it was like the Matrix. Once I started to understand what was happening, I could see it happening. I was like, oh my gosh, this dude's totally going to dodge that torpedo by just turning his ship a degree. Oh my gosh, he totally did it. Oh, put it, play the Eurobeat music. And it was great. Yeah, it turns out, uh, although it's broken at the moment, someone did actually put a mod out that changes the torpedo warning sound with uh, Eurobeat. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, oh. But the other thing is, I have been playing it together with David. So. Mm, okay. Is he good at the Eurobeat stuff. dodging? Uh, he's still learning. Okay. Are you good at the Eurobeat so. dodging? Depends on what ship I'm in. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... Sounds good. Well, I mean, if I'm in a battleship and, I don't know, I come up against a, I don't know, a Japanese destroyer or something, and I might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that dude. I, and his, I think his name, his in-game name was Eurobeat, right? His in-game name is actually Eurobeat. That was like the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go watch he, plays the, um, <laughs> he, play, he plays on the, he plays on the, the Asia servers. Ah. Because I think, I don't know, he might be living in Australia or something. Don't know. Nice. But, um, All right, well, let's yeah, get played... into it. What have you really been playing this week? <laughs> Fine, I've been playing Final Fantasy XI again. Well, you have 11 slash 14 here, but I think that's a lie. It's mostly Why? been 11, I've hasn't been, it? I've been, playing, I've been playing bits of 14 as well. Okay. 
I don't but, know. Yeah, I've been I put a fair bit of time after figuring out the reason why everyone was logging in to play Final Fantasy 11. I also decided to join them because you can't beat them. Mm-hmm. Well, I there's nothing else to do in the game right now because everyone's doing this thing. All right. Yep. So if you're watching the stream, you can see this live. Um, it's not terribly interesting, so let me describe it for you. Uh, everybody, I'm to find you are, everybody in Final Fantasy XI um, gathers around in one of three locations where a dragon is spawning on a 15-minute timer. The dragon spawns. Everyone kills the dragon. Um, the, it's guaranteed. Like there's no risk. Everyone's gonna kill this dragon. We're completely overpowered versus dragon. Hey, there's a dragon right now. Yeah, that's dragon spawns. And then it has a chance, because of this special campaign that's going on, to drop any pieces of the equipment that you normally have to farm by doing tiered NM farming in the zone. Like, normally you would have to, like, go get this pop item, spawn this NM, get this pop item from this NM, and then go spawn this other NM, and then it might have a chance of dropping this gear. Well, right now, this dragon that's spawning on a 15-minute gear... uh, um, timer has a low chance of dropping any of the gear available in the zone from any of that BS. So everyone's just killing these things relentlessly. And um, some people are like going from one, let's go kill this dragon, then go kill the other dragon, then come back and kill this dragon and, and stuff. And some people are just standing here like, oh, this is the dragon that has the stuff I need. So this is what's going on until the 31st of January in Final Fantasy XI right now. It is exceedingly boring. Um, at first, it's really exciting because, like, oh, I might get awesome gear and you get a drop and you're like, yeah. And then after a while, it becomes this thing of, oh, here's 10 fights in a row that has no gear drops and here's a piece of gear drop. Yay. Oh, wait, it's for a job I have no plans of ever playing. Aw, when will the gear I want drop? And the answer is probably never. So keep farming. The best, the best, the best part is I actually got a gear duplicate. Oh, no. That's terrible. Because it turns out uh, the all of the, I think all of the equipment drops at least from uh, the one in Racing Jima uh, mm-hmm. aren't marked rare, so you can have multiple copies. Yeah. Of them. Can you sell them? Uh, uh, no. Oh, because okay. they're marked. They are marked EX, which prevents you that's from trading them on the auction house. That's just terrible. So um, the moral is: but, I mean, the, if you want to do the, gear the, farming, do it in a game where it's designed properly, like in WoW. But um, if you're looking to actually get high-end 11 gear, this is your chance. Um, though I, I would assert it's actually better uh, better use of your time to actually take your party of friends. And the reason I'm doing this is I have no friends in this game. Um, if you take your party of friends and do it the legitimate way, I would assert you'd get the gear faster. Oh, quite probably. Yeah. Like, you know, I got some really sweet stuff so far. Hmm. When did Final Fantasy XI do multi-tapping? Because I remember when I played, mobs were... Yeah. These are oh, special, yeah. There are special the, the, mobs that multi-tap, and this is one of them. Uh, yeah, there are, there are special special spawn conditions and stuff like that. They all... They, uh, they um, just spawn in, and then anyone can tap them kind of thing. That, that just blows my mind, because they only recently started doing that, and wow. Yep. I mean the the equipment when I when I discussed it with somebody else who hadn't who weren't familiar with eleven, the comparison I drew was imagine in World of Warcraft, um, you go and do like a super easy uh, world quest that's on a fifteen minute respawn, and it has a chance of dropping any slot uh, like an any uh, you know like a best in slot piece of equipment, 
that's like legendary quality on a 15 minute cooldown for a week. Mm-hmm. You bet your ass everyone would crash the server trying to farm that world quest to death. I know I would. Exactly. It's but just, that's the comp- I mean, that's, all this that's... stuff is farmable with reasonable drop rates legitimately is the thing that doesn't work in my head. Yeah, it's like this stuff would otherwise drop from, you know, like a raid, you know, like mythic raiding or something, which is the the equivalent I'd use. Uh, I mean, have you have you looked up some of the stuff that we're getting drops from, Chris? They, they, they are not nice. Yeah, all right. No, I haven't. <laughs> I just figured everyone they was are, at the point where they I mean, bearing in mind, item uh, Final Fantasy XI still caps out at level 99. Mm. Uh, Square Enix... Um, their, their kind of sense of horizontal progression is a little bit warped because of how they decide to put stats on things. Um, but some of the stuff out there has an item where, or has, a, has an equivalent level of like 150 plus. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, pretty scary. My, my favorite part of 11 right now is they have item level for their gear, but they, just, they took the system and did it for a while and then decide that they got scared of it. So player gear item level pops up, tops out at 119, but you can get high quality. In some pieces of gear, you can get HQ1, HQ2, and HQ3 versions of the same piece of gear, which would, in theory, mean you are no longer at item level 119. You should be at a much higher item level, but they refuse to re-item level the gear for reasons I do not understand about their system. And it's really weird. So I think it still keeps. I think it still keeps the illusion, and uh, however non-effective that it is, of horizontal progression. Um, item level games like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV have a very uh, vertical item level restricted sense of gear progression. There is something that's always strictly better until you reach that the the, the cap for the current patch or the current mm-hmm. expansion. I think in Final Fantasy XIV, it's like uh, 270 or 275 or something. Okay. And there's nothing, there, there, there is no other piece of equipment you can get that's above that. But there's also no other piece of equipment you can get that's equivalent to that. So yeah. there's no horizontal, there's no horizontal. The thing about 11 trying to keep everything at 119 is it make it look, it makes it look like the, there there is horizontal gear progression. But rather it, there than totally isn't. But yeah, that's the thing. The stuff that uh, the stuff that drops in Race and Jima is objectively better than the stuff that drops from Nagaraja. Yeah, there is there is essentially within these one nineteen gear sets for your class, there are different tiers of one nineteen gear sets, and you want. And so what you need, because it's still 11 and screw you, make you do all this crap with equipment switching macros because we never decided to actually fix the game to not require that stuff, um, you need a gigantic ass load of gear from the top tier and with some smattering of pieces from the lower gears that have very specific stats on them to make your giant collection of 20 gear sets for your job that you then macro in to the point where they have different gear that you wear while casting a spell versus the very end of the casting process when the spell actually fires they switch gear at that point this is how Uh, manipulative this is it's ridiculous go ahead chris what? I should point out that gear switching at that kind of level is for people for people who are really obsessed with this game. Yeah, well, that's I, all the stuff I read is from people who are really obsessed with the game. Yes, because because mo- the vast because they now make up the vast majority of people who didn't migrate to a yeah. game that isn't going to bend them over a table. <laughs> yeah. 
This game is busted. Like, I thought they were fixing this game when they added the gear level stuff, and it really, it looks like they, they took the first steps and then abandoned it, and now it's back to just, here, have 80, to the point where they're they're totally taking advantage of the player base. They just released a Mog Wardrobe 3 and 4. So they added a bunch of just inventory management things to this game because it really needed it, and it was a really nice service they did for the players. Uh, but now they're to the, to the point where they keep releasing this horizontal progression gear that you need every piece of. They are they're going... They are, you know, some players who are top-end players and play, like, 14 jobs and have 85,000 macro sets and they auto-switch everything, uh, they need more places to hold gear at the same time for a particular... They can't even just go put it on storage. They need this much gear at once. So, or maybe they're running two jobs and they don't want to put it in and out of storage or something like that. Anyway, so they added two more bags for them to hold gear in, but they charge you for it. It's an extra four yeah, bucks a bit, a, or two a, bucks a month each or something like a, that. A little bit, a little bit like how Final Fantasy XIV allows you to have up to four retainers, but you have to pay for retainer three and four. Yeah. Uh, it, and to be honest, I don't actually know anyone who uses wardrobe three and four. This would be more use, like in WoW if they were to charge you for extra bag slots. Yeah, but that's but yeah. there's a bit of a false equivalent. There's a bit of a false equivalence there in the world of Warcraft. You never ever change your equipment. Correct. Yeah, you don't need that many bag slots in WoW. You do need them here, and that's what makes it more insulting to me is how important it is to the game here. And they're going to charge you uh, for it, Chris. Chris, I keep hearing you say that it's ridiculously important. No, but I know. I kinda... oh, well, 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 I never said ridiculously important, but I'm saying no, no, the only but, I mean, people you who... don't. The people this you matters don't even to. Bother with it. No, of course not. But I'm not on that level. And like the sitting here saying people who are super good and super obsessed with your game are the ones you're going to charge more money to. Yeah, but to? Chris, Chris, the people who are super obsessed don't give a shit. Yeah, I, but <laughs> I guess the deal. I guess I'm used to games um, charging money for convenience, not money for stuff to like perfect the game. Yeah, but I mean, Chris, we have. Like, I want someone to or... charge me money to rent higher-level gear. That would be, yeah, Chris, like, an okay dollar mon- model Chris, to me. we already have 10, like, I 10 know. rather large gear bags. Yeah. 10. I, I understand. <laughs> but my point isn't that. But <laughs> the people who would benefit from the gear bags are, are doing, like, trying to perfect high-level play, in my mind. And, like, the, the usual way that you, you monetize this stuff isn't to charge people for playing the game better. It's to charge people who want to circumvent having to play the game. Or, you know, know, cosmetics. Seems like, <laughs> seems like a, uh, it seems like a, uh, a fairly conclusive revenue stream, considering yeah, so. the people who are, remain, who are remaining to play Eleven are, A, still playing it, paying its subscription fee at all. Mm-hmm. Which is in a way quite surprising That's given that the true. game is yep. now what 13 years old <laughs> yeah and also the fact that it means that the people who have remained to play 11 are probably most or the very least the people doing high-end content are probably the people who don't feel satisfied with final fantasy 14 or any other mmo that's out on the market mm-hmm. they you know they <laughs> The game can well, be there's a lot of them who play a, multiple uh, games so that's yeah it's but i mean totally the, the game the game if you take inventory management as just another part of the meta game, yeah, you know a little bit like how inventory management arguably is part of Eve's meta game mm-hmm. in a different way, um, then you know there will be people who will be willing to pay that money because it's not a lot, 
Right. And there will be people who are not willing to pay it. And for yeah, those people, I guess people, eleven is a game that charges gotta... you for every single alt you want. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a game that under the subscription fee charges you plus one dollar for each additional character. But then again, Final Fantasy XI did kind of have that whole thing where you could level literally everything on one character. Right. Yeah, you kind of don't need it. The only reason people ever had alts was to store additional things. So you're getting you're getting hooped either way in yep. terms of storage. Yeah. That's that's what people used. They, they didn't call them alts, they called them mules. Yeah. Yeah, get closer to your mic. That was the name of final alternate Final Fantasy Eleven characters for many years. I remember that way back in two thousand and five. So you're saying nothing has changed? Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Nothing they the only thing in Final Fantasy Eleven that's changed is, is nothing. The level of so, level of things you can complete as a single player. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything else is still the bottomless complexity of Pop. numbers, numbers, abilities, and the Byzantine user interface. Uh, Power Lord would and, like us to know that Eleven is almost fifteen years old now. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, Jesus when you consider makes me feel when old. it came out in Japan, that's yeah, that's yeah. it came out in two thousand and two or something, didn't it? Yeah, Jeez. that's crazy. RPG cast oh. making you feel old. Ah. Oh god! That's... And you know what the funny thing is? Is I've actually held a subscription since the day I bought Final Fantasy Eleven. Oh, that was a mistake. Uh, yeah, every month since about two thousand mm. and four. I I bought it in the U.S. If we're going to go into stories, I bought Final Fantasy XI because I saw it in an electronics boutique in San Francisco while I was on holiday in the United States. They didn't have it in Europe then? Yeah, no, they wouldn't get released in Europe for another year. Mm. Wow, really? Uh, Yeah, Final Fantasy XI came out with the Rise of the Zilla expansion, the the game's first expansion pack in America in, I think it was 2004. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It didn't come out in yeah. Europe officially until Chains of Promathia came out. Oh! Wow. Mid-2005, yeah. maybe even 2006, something like that. Yeah, that's when they decided to release it in EU. My Square Enix account, uh, you know, my, my underlying Final Fantasy XI account has been US region for over a decade. Wow. I had to buy US expansion packs in the same way that I had to do with World of Warcraft. Huh, that's crazy. It's kind of annoying until the until the digital you know the digital revolution came along. Yeah. I had to buy things like I had to import a copy of Chains of Promathia, which was a massive pain in the ass because this was before I met you guys. Right. This predates my time on RP, on RP Gamer by probably a good five years or so. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. You didn't. Always and here I am, still waiting time. for dragons to spawn. Yeah. <laughs> Some things never change. In order nope. to get gear, we don't need to do content we're not going to ever be able to do. Awesome. Yep. Got it. 11. I've <laughs> just been I've just been sitting by amused by this whole conversation being a WoW fan because you know, people in WoW already have conniption fits about microtransactions like pets and stuff and if wow ever nickeled and dimed people, people would burn down Blizzard in protest. Yeah, although I say that if if Blizzard charged people, I mean originally, and this is talking like way back when World of Warcraft first released, if Blizzard charged people for alts, then I doubt WoW would have taken off in the way that it did. Right. 
I think the, the, the difference, I mean, the difference being... Now, what if is, Blizzard charged you for additional alt slots? On the same it? server? I could yeah. see them doing that. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind that at all. That I would love Diablo? to. No, they're selling them as part of the Necromancer pack, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. And in, and obviously the difference between Eleven and WoW there is um, World of Warcraft. You have to roll. You have to roll a completely new character if you want to Play a level time. a new class. Yep. Yeah. Whereas in Eleven, you just change your class. Right. Same character. You know there are, there are crazy people out there that have every single class at level ninety nine and all of the equipment needed for it. Um, because they're. Well, uh, not anymore. No, she never finished all of them. Okay. She, she finally yeah. said, I'm done with this. I've played enough. <laughs> it was like That's... it was like a day of freedom. <laughs> there was an hey, international I never, holiday. <laughs> I've, I've never, I never even bothered unlocking Dark Knight and Paladin because I knew I wouldn't like playing them. Mm -hmm. Wow. But subsequently, there's also crazy people in WoW that have max level characters in every class. It's a lot easier to do than spec. 11. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do it. Well, in no, actually 11, that's easier to do now. Than it used to be. Now that I think yeah. about it, yeah, getting a yeah, really doesn't kind of, take that long. Yeah, it, it used was kind to. of amazing how <laughs> it was kind of amazing how quickly I got from level one geomancer to like level seventy geomancer. Yeah, it did not take long at all. And once you're up there, yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So Alice, last week you told me about Ambuscade in Final Fantasy XI. That's what actually got me back into the game. Like, oh, I'm gonna check out this Ambuscade thing. Um, well, I was already, I don't know other things but part of it was like i want to check out this thing that you say you can solo and get high level 119 gear that's of a higher tier than i usually have access to and i did some of that and i gotta tell you i'm not very good at it i am and this uh, you know this is what eventually led me to so what else can i be doing with my time and everyone's like oh go fight the dragons and i'm fighting the dragons but this ambuscade thing all right let me set the stage this month this month you sit there you go you have to go and kill a slime just once a day you go kill a slime and you get a key item then you go talk to a tarotaru's book not the tarotaru you talk to his book and then the book says okay what kind of thing you want to go far or what level of difficulty do you want to do you want to do this on you're like all right I've totally got, let's see, I'm decked out in 119 gear, I got a 119 weapon, I got a bunch of trusts, I'm, I'm good to go for the 119 level of content, so you go in, and you see your opponent, and it's a big old flan, and he's sitting over there, and you're like, oh, you don't look so bad, and you summon all your trusts, you put on your buffs, and you go over and you whack the flan, and then um, you fight the flan for a while, and then he does like Stonga 2 and Blazaga 2, and all of a sudden your party's dead, and then you're like, all right! I'm going to go do this on very easy. And that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and Oh, have you actually, did you actually manage to clear it on very easy? I can clear it on easy most of the time. Huh, There's sometimes on easy where he'll just nuke me and I can't do anything about it. And I don't understand this what's is, happening. Yeah. This is, this is why you really need to get Amchu Chu as a tank for that one. Okay. Yeah. I, cause he's not available. So yeah. Cause rune fencer is surprisingly good at tanking that one. Just because of elemental resistance. Mm. Yeah. And maybe get a better healer trust. Um, the better I ones did, don't I run did out get of a Pururu. I finally oh, okay. I switched I switch, to I actually, yeah. I actually switched to Yorin Orin, but... Um, oh, okay. They're both good, because okay. they have... Uh, basically, if they run out of MP, it's only because the fight's gone on too long. Mm. Like, way too long. 
Aper can take, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to run out of MP completely. Um, then you have to survive until her convert comes back up, and then you just got to make sure she doesn't die to an AoE when using it. Any red mages remember that? Remember dying to using convert at the wrong time? Switches yes. your HP and your MP around? I remember, yeah. I'm, I'm a red mage, so yeah. That yeah. still happens. Because Aper, does is a healer who has access to convert, mm -hmm. which means that she will happily drop her HP down to like 30 in exchange for getting her entire MP bar back. That's why you need her great. to be in the last slot of the party and hang way back during this fight. Yep. Well, thankfully, Aperu and Yoran Oren, the two, two of the healer trusts, do actually not melee engage, unlike some of the other healer trusts, because they're not idiots. Hey, how about Arciella too, melee engaging like crazy? Uh, yeah, but she actually to had... convert. Wait. She's Arciella a red mage. Does... She's yeah, a red but Arciella mage. Too... Yeah, she but Arciella 2 do doesn't use, doesn't oh. use convert. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't no, he, as far as I know, Aperu is the only one who uses Convert like that. Okay. At least as far as the healers go. So, and most of the rest of them don't have issues running out of MP. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't you, know. And everything I do, my fights take too long. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not good at this, so... That's um, why you take me along. Well, I did. I tried to do a whole evening with you. You did one fight with me, and then you disappeared. Yeah, because I went went to go and play some World of Warships with David. And ah! went to bed. <laughs> hey, look, I'm happy to do some after the podcast. All okay? right, we'll, we'll do, do that. War with you. He All right. came home from work early yesterday to play with you. Oh, I didn't sorry. make an appointment. Well, I'm, I didn't have any sort of unrealistic <laughs> expectations. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm come home from work for other reasons. I said, well, hopefully I'll get to do stuff from else. Otherwise, I'm going to be farming dragons a lot. And it ended up I farm dragons a lot. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that sad about it. I'm not, I don't know what did you play this week. <laughs> and this is why I brought it up. Uh, do you put on TV shows while you're farming dragons just so that the monotony is broken up? Uh, I need oh, yeah. to because it was awful. Um, I don't even know how much more of this I can do. I'll be honest with you. I, this I is got my, really I boring. Got, I, I get my pedal machine out as well. Your what? I got one of those like uh, little um, under-desk pedal thingies to keep my exercise levels up. Oh, wow. Cool. I haven't heard of those. Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit like an exercise bike, but smaller. So, yeah, that's how, that's the other thing I've been doing this week, exercising. Joy. Cool. All right. Anna Marie, what did yes. you play? Uh, World of Warcraft. Splitter. Uh, but, <laughs> what? It's a Monty Python joke. She called you a splitter, which I don't know what that means, but all right. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I've been playing WoW. Uh, I think I've talked about pretty much everything that I've been doing in past podcasts, so I won't bore you with it again. Um, Have you been farming dragons? No. Are you the mother of dragons? No. Okay. I'm, I'm alright then. I don't have to be worried. What are we, what are we talking about? Apparently dragons. Okay. What, what, what Warcraft? No, you're doing world quests, right? Yep. And that's it? Yeah, so you're just basically. doing your, your dailies, essentially, so yep. nothing exciting. Yeah. All right. So I've been slowly getting more and better gear, and that makes me happy. And um, Yeah, that's that's kind of my wow. And then, of course, so, I've been playing so, Dragon Quest Eight. Uh-oh. 
Els had a question. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say Anna's basically doing what what Chris and I have been doing, except she actually gets to walk around the world a little. She gets to walk around the world a little. There's other rewards. There's a guarantee of constant forward progress. And um, there's a point to actually doing all that stuff as far as unlocking further content by it. Yeah. It's exactly like what we're doing. Except, yep. you know, designed with intent in mind. Yeah. You know, other than that. All right. Cool. Yep. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, carry on. And how's Dragon Quest? Not that uh... I'm bitter about my life. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Anna, do you want to stage an intervention? I think we might need to. Anyways, Chris, we love you very much, but you're playing too much Eleven. And it's giving you apparently an existential crisis of some sort. It always does. Hey, everybody, I completely caught up on email this week. Yes, I'm very Like, proud I of actually you. made real personal life progress in a and significant way for me. And then in the middle of me. catching up to his email, he emailed me to say that the reason he doesn't <laughs> keep up on emails is because of me. I'm just saying, if I look through my email over the past three years, every time I had a giant glut of email, the dates on those emails were times when you were visiting or we were getting married or we were together. Yeah, sorry <laughs> that you were busy getting married and couldn't do your emails, <laughs> dick. I'm just saying, there's a definitive trend to when my ability to keep up on email stopped. Yeah, when you got a life. <laughs> Sorry. No, Anna. It's when I got a wife. Oh well, you know, six of one together. <laughs> Those aren't necessarily hey, you know the you same. Know you know what they say: no waifu, no life. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Chris was looking through bad Yuri games on. Steam oh my so. gosh! I yeah, I was going through the new release list, and one was like a sister. Oh, it was an incestual relationship of two sisters. It was awful. It looked fantastic. And the reviews, of course, were very positive. I'm a simple man. I see Yuri, I throw money at it. (laughs) Like, what the (laughs) hell, dude? (laughs) It's like, okay. Priorities. Well, I mean, that's the way he's living his life. So I guess that's his thing. Um, Carrying on. How's Um, Dragon Quest Quest Anna? Any Yuri? I I am addicted to taking photos. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a new I feature. Mean, that's curious. So yeah, there's like this new little mini game feature that you What can are you do. taking photos of? Um mm. things that Colin wants me to take photos of. Jessica? Um I don't think I have taken any photos of Jessica. Oh. Although I should, So you're saying it's not a sexual thing? At the moment I have okay. her in a dancer's outfit and uh-huh. it actually changed her appearance, which yeah. I didn't know that would happen. Yeah, no, it's it's all she's the one that gets all the outfets that change her appearance. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I wait, does, supposedly there's does Yankus get one? To, uh, I forget. But I think it's mostly supp- Jessica, right? Supposedly there's mods to make her outfits more scantily clad if you have a hacked 3DS. Yeah, I'm okay with her. Like, the one of them, I think the US version is more scantily clad. But, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. They, sen- they quote-unquote censored some of them by giving her fake cleavage coverings and stuff. <sighs> Which means they just shaded the cleavage area. It's really weird looking. So you got to get the bunny suit, Anna. That's what Um, I remember. I have. You're at the casino. You should be able to get it. I think. I don't like the casino. Oh. 
You got to do uh, slot machines and get tons of money. Yeah, so apparently the slot machines are the way to go. Well, I don't know. I think they were in the D- PS2 version. I don't know. No, they are, because apparently bingo is just like a total fraud. Well, I know bingo's terrible. Well, at least it used to be. But yeah, I didn't know if they changed the slot is. machines in this version, because they changed a bunch of other stuff. <sighs> okay. So yeah, I hate gambling um, yeah, and video there's games. A, there's a new mini game, and it's like, hey, you should go take pictures of these random things for me. And so they're generally tied into like things you are already doing, which is fine because it means it's it's like, hey, take a picture of the new um, optional you know arena that we want you to go visit. It's optional, but we're giving you another excuse to go visit it. So that was cool. So I've been slowly. Working my way through the story, and I met Red, and my horse got stolen, and um, yeah, things happen in that game very quickly. And I am enjoying the plot, and I am enjoying the pacing. I think I am about 12 hours in so far. I'm about level between 17 and 20 on all my characters, so I am having a good time with the game so far. What rewards do you get for the that photo mini game? Oh, a bunch of things. Some of them are like usable items. Some of them are equipment. Some of them are like um, stuff that you use to um, meld st- other stuff together. Oh yeah, so there's like a major change with the alchemy. Pot. Yeah, your alchemy pot has hacks. Yeah, so the alchemy pot now um, melds things instantaneously. Just, just, oh my gosh, no more running around town just randomly waiting for the alchemy pot to buy. Mm. I used to hate that in the original, especially since it was really hard for me to hear the ding that it made. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Anna, you got you've got the hack version of this game. So I am definitely enjoying myself. And that that thing you were taking a picture of last night, I wanted to eat it. It looks so yummy. <laughs> um, so one of the things that they added with these new um, photography challenges is if you kill 30 of certain monsters, um, a a new type of monster will spawn. So, for example, in this case, I killed 30 slimes, so a slime brulee um, spawned. And it basically looked like a giant scoop of ice cream. I thought it was like a flam with some chocolate and whipped cream on top. Yeah, so it was like a big scoop of ice cream with like whipped cream and a cherry on top. It was so yummy looking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, I want one now. So hey, what are we thing. talking about? Oh, I, and I, I also plans. started. Um, I also started recruiting for some kind of arena. <gasps> Maury's monstrous pit. Yeah, that's it. <gasps> did you meet Maury yet? I did. You meet Maury. Yep. It's time to play with his monstrous pit. Wait, I said that wrong, or did I? Was that in the PS2 version? Well, of course it was. Yeah. Okay, because I don't remember it. Um, Well, it's kind of out of the way, and it's kind of obscure how it starts. So basically, you have to walk up to the arena and look all around and try the door. And then once you try the door, Mori shows up at the top of the arena. And then you have to find your way to the top of the arena, which is not obvious. And then you talk to him, and he's like, hey... um, Go capture these three named monsters for me. And you go, okay, cool. And you go do that. And then once you capture those three monsters is when 
um, you, you, the arena officially opens. All right, Anna. You can recruit Mori to your party. Yeah, Mori and Red are like the two optional characters. Yes, but I didn't want to tell you about Mori till you met him properly. He's uh, <laughs> he's something <Italian>. else. <laughs> yeah. He kind of feels like a Mario knockoff. I don't know, but you have to S rank the arena to get him. Yeah, and apparently you can't. They, yeah, apparently you have to get past a certain it. part of the game. They yeah. didn't change it. You didn't used to be able to recruit him. No, but I mean, apparently they've changed the difficulty of the arena. Oh, okay. So that it's actually harder to get an S rank than it was before. Oh, okay. So people were unhappy to discover that. Is the arena like Dragon Quest Monsters Light? Um, no, kind of. It's hard to explain. It is okay. like Dragon Quest Four, isn't it? No, well, I thought Dragon Quest Four you could just recruit monsters as party members. Yeah, you could, I guess. So I don't know. Whatever. I'm no expert here. I withdraw everything I said. Yep. All I know is you get the monsters, you put them in the pit, and then you go fight them, don't you? Yeah. All right. So and then you recruit them and. There, yeah, I just, there's so much stuff to do in that game. I'd like to point out Final Fantasy XI, Dragon Quest Eight. What year is this? 2003? What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> and there, there's a demo. F- and there's a demo for Final, Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> oh. It's 10 years ago all over again. <laughs> DQ8 was November 27, 2004. So it was after Eleven came out. This is not crazy, by much, though. though. No, not by much. <sighs> so, yeah. I am enjoying Dragon Quest Eight. I have built my hero as Boomerang's Courage. I've built Yangus. I thought they nerfed Boomerangs. No, they uh, nerfed Whips. Oh, you told me they nerfed Boomerangs, so... No, they nerfed Whips. For your whips. hero, okay. Um... And I have Yangus's axe. And um, Yangus's axe. I have Wait. Jessica built into sexiness. <laughs> and my sexiness? Okay. I don't know. She puffs puff. She does she puff, puff puffs. Puffs. Yeah. She does puff puff. So how is um Had to Google it was not disappointed. Um Did you and... have you gotten a puff puff in the game yet? No. I thought you could get that at the casino. <laughs> I don't know. I went in there, played bingo. Oh, you got to talk to like the bunny girls. Left. Talk to all the bunny girls. Um, And Angelo, I'm building into bows. So that's my party so far. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I'm messing with my cat. Simon. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I, I am liking Dragon Quest Eight. I want to like dive into it really deeply this week. So that's my plan for this week. Dragon Quest Eight. So how's your how's your backlog plans for twenty seventeen come along? Anna? I am one twelfth of the way of failing to play Vita games. <laughs> yep. Good job. Yeah. Well and I I feel like I may have set myself up for failure because I have a stack of like six 3DS games mm-hmm. like sitting in the bedroom waiting for me to play them and they're all games that I want to play and Poochie's coming out and so I'm just... Yeah, Poochie's coming out this week. I know. 
And I want to play like I, the 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 uh, Picross puzzle blocks and. <sighs> All right. Well, while you you continue wondering about your existential crisis, um, how's Kelly doing for games? What'd you play? Um. Well, I've been slowly chipping away at Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I didn't get as much of a chance to play as I would like this week because of reasons, but I did manage to at least get Chapter 2 started. And I I really like that game, but it's making me want Persona in my hand, or Persona 5 in my hands, something fierce. So I've been doing a bunch of Elfster work this week, which was uh, like not computer-related. And so I was listening to Persona music while I was doing it because I was like, this is so mindless. I need music to go with it. And now I just really want to, I really, really, really want to play Persona 5 and I really want to go back and play Persona Q again. Because I only play it once, so. I wish I had started Tokyo Mirage Sessions sooner just because... I'm in love with that game. I just wish I would have had more time to play it this week. And I haven't had much time to play it this week because the Pokemon Bank came out. How How is your uh, SMT4 Apocalypse run coming? I haven't finished that no, yet. Okay. I've so you, you have in... a very deep SMT deficit thing going on yeah, here. Yes, I need on? to finish Apocalypse and I need to finish Tokyo Mirage Sessions. But, but... instead of that, you're playing with Pokemon Bank. Yes, because um, I hadn't really messed with any of the in-game in Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And then the bank comes out, and it's like, well, I have a living Pokedex. And if you don't know what that is, that's basically you do one of everything in the same order as the Pokedex in your bank. So it's like, okay, okay, I can fill out my Sun and Moon Pokedex easily now just by transferring everything I've got into Sun and Moon. And it managed to fill it out to like 90%. Okay. So pretty much all I had to do was catch the Sun and Moon, the new, the new ones that were added to the game. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly enough, there are not that many new Pokemon in Sun and Moon. That's true. I managed to do it in like a well, I managed to do it in like a day to where all I had left to do was to go hunt down the totems and the ultra beasts. And oh, I'm currently in the pro- yeah, and I'm currently in the pro- process of hunting down the ultra beasts. And I'm kind of happy with how they did that because um, I think they kind of streamlined the Pokemon hunts that have been in previous games. You know, the ones where you have to chase down roaming Pokemon. Yeah, those are awful at times. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of like that because these Pokemon appear on the islands, but they only stay in the same spot. And they give you special Pokemon or special Pokeballs just to catch them. And, you know, there are version exclusive exclusive ones. But there's two of each in your game so that I could easily put these on the GTS and trade them for the ones that I haven't gotten yet. Yep. Which I'm so happy for. So pretty much once I get done catching the Ultra Base, all I've got to do is go get Cosmog. And then I'm pretty much going to have to play the entirety of Pokemon Moon in order to complete my living Pokedex. Wait. Yeah, you were 
you you would be done then. What do you what do you do you need? Okay, Solo because Geo? well, you only get one type null, mm-hmm. and that evolves, and mm-hmm. you can't breed it. Mm-hmm. So I need another type null, mm-hmm. and then I would need the what is it? The box legendary? Mm-hmm. Not yeah, not you get two of those. You do get two of the box legendaries so that you can trade one. Oh, Where do you get the needs... other box? Uh, um, so, I was going to say, you um, go back to... Uh, what what version do you have at the moment? Sun. Go back to Shrine of the Sun, where you fought Sol Galio, and there will be a portal there that will switch the day-night cycle to mm-hmm. moons. So you'll arrive at Sun of Shrine of the Moon, and then you go to the uh, castle of the... Well, now be Castle of the Sun... Well, she, she already knows about how to get Cosmog, so this is it's that yeah, it's that. that is and the then you go one. and yeah. and and level it, and you'll have a second legendary. Yeah. Okay. Th- there's a problem. Okay. Yeah. Because you I, yeah, you need more than one Cosmog. Yes, because what I would have to what I'm gonna oh you're gonna doing, keep Cosmog oh yeah so oh. what I'm gonna end up doing is I'm gonna get Cosmog to its second stage, Ugh. and then I'm gonna have to play Moon, get the bat, and then get the other Cosmog and the other type doll and just not level them. Okay. I, I forgot that you need to keep one in each form. Ugh. Yeah, they... <laughs> having this is a weird... Legend- what are you doing this for? Oh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is an <laughs> acceptable is answer. Fantasy, this is my Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> these intuition. are your... This is your dragon hunting. I got it. Yes. I got it. <laughs> no, it, it started because in... Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Pretty much most of the Pokemon in every version or in every single generation was in that game, barring maybe a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those things where it's like I started catching, you know, one of everything and got to, and it was, or, that was about when the bank came out and I got to looking at what I had and realized that, you know, I could very easily do a living Pokedex. And for the most part, it wasn't that hard. Um, about the hardest thing I had to deal with in doing a living Pokedex was doing those really crazy ones where you needed a hold item to trade. Like uh, giving Weed Sneasel a razor scale. I had to do a bunch of battling in the battle, battle tower to get that. Mm-hmm. And like last year when... Pokemon was doing those legendaries that like one legendary a month that filled most of it out right there. Um, most of the legendaries were in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire via the Mirage Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much. Well, I say that the hardest thing was doing those weird trade items. No, there was a handful of them that I had to transfer from my cartridges from, uh, the Game Boy Advance generation, and that was a pain in the ass. So, is this where I start complaining about Pokemon Endgame? Yep. Okay. I don't like Pokemon's Endgame. Ever? In general, or in this game? In this one. I don't like any of the stuff that you do at, at the Battle Tree and all that stuff. I, I don't like it. And I don't like how competitive Pokemoning is basically this entire thing of either you hack your Pokemon or you literally spend days raising Pokemon just 
so you can have perfect parties to play online. Um, or you don't care about this and lose a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't like anything about what you do when you're done with Pokemon. And so that's why I really appreciate what you're doing, which is more about collecting. And I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who make it about collecting because that's probably the smart way to go. Cause that's, that's an achievable goal and you know, you can feel good. Hey, I got my set. It's like my China is complete. I put it up on the shelf. Look at my pretty Pokemons. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like the actual game of Pokemon when you're done with the, the single player stuff, I don't think it's, I don't think it's great. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah, I'm, I am not really liking the end game in this game either. I think it's kind of a step back because the night, you know, Ruby and Sapphire had that entire campaign that you did where you ended up getting Rayquaza and Deoxys. Mm-hmm. And it was epic and amazing. Yeah, but I mean, that's just more single player content. And the end game would be after that, I think. Well, I mean, that, all that stuff was after you roll credits. Yeah, to me, that's I get that, game. but that's just, it, that's an epilogue story. I don't know. And that's like, what is the core game of Pokemon when you're done with the single player stuff? What is the multiplayer? What is the, the thing you're supposed to do with your friends and the trading and all that stuff that Pokemon is supposed to be? Like, I don't like the way it is right now. It doesn't seem good to me. Uh, maybe I'm just old, crotchety. I think that's the theme of today's show. Okay. That's old fair. Old crotchety. Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone else got to talk about what they played? Or are we done? I only played a little bit of Dragon Quest Eight. Oh. And I do like that game, and I want to get more into it. But like oh, I you said, you finished Pokemon. seven, right? So yeah, yeah. You ended up not having as much to do in seven as Anna led you to believe. It sounded well. Like. No, it's oh. it's one of those things where it's like it depends on the way that you use your time in seven. If you're constantly like stopping to grind before you go back to the the temple, then yeah, it's going to take you freaking forever to finish that game. Well, I pretty much critical path. The get after the RPG cast, the last okay. one I was on, I pretty much critical passed the game, and managed to beat it like that, either Monday or Sunday night. Yeah, Monday morning is when you tweeted me. So, yeah, so uh, I was playing a little bit more. Po- I was playing more Pokemon, waiting for that Friday, and trying to complete my Pokedex, not realizing that the bank was going to come out the next week. So I wasted a lot of time doing that. Oops. But eh, it's okay. It happens. It let me at least level up some dudes. And the other nice thing about like, um, having a living Pokédex, I can pretty much get whatever I want for the most part on the GTS now. Cool. Because mm. pe- people were asking for stuff like Houndoom. Well, I can trade off my Houndoom and then breed another to replace it. Right. Which well, was don't, awesome. Don't you need to breed it first and then replace it? I have a Ditto. Oh, yeah, but... yeah. If you trade it, you you wouldn't have it to diddle with. Well, no, she yeah, has. You have to I, breed other, it first, right? She has some of the other evolutions of it. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's it. what I was doing. It's like, oh, okay, you want a Houndor? Well, here, have your Houndor. Let's just pop Houndoom into the Pokemon photocopier. <laughs> Pokemon photocopier. That's a good title name. Hmm. And and because of the hot spring and Poke Pelagio. I can oh, hatch so like fast eight, to do eggs. I can hatch like eighteen eggs at once. Um, yeah, but it takes forever versus just spinning around well, yeah, in but, that little. St- 
they have a little like four space um uh thing of fences right below the breeding thing you go in there you get on your tauros and you just spin around in circles well yeah that's true but you pop you pop the uh hot springs full of eggs before you go to bed at night okay yeah absolutely and just throw some beans in it and there you go so it's like I love some of the little quality of life things uh, that are in You know what I hate though? Game. I hate how long hmm. egg hatching animations take. Yes. It's like just just pop out and tell me if your IVs are any good and so I know whether or not to wood chip you. Like, come on. <laughs> <sighs> I got other things to do here. Yeah, yeah, you're all my partners. Yeah, I got it. Um <laughs> we all we all love each other, power friendship. Fine, get in the wood chipper. Is, is your wood Pokemon Woodchipper Wonder Trade, or do you not <laughs> care about that? Woodchipper Wonder for Trade? What? Yeah, no, yeah. he just lets oh, them go. No, I just, okay. I, I literally just, <laughs> they go, bye-bye. <laughs> go back to the wild. Because <laughs> when I was doing IV breeding in um, X and Y, I did Wonder Trade just to see what would pop. It would take too long. Like I'm, yeah, oh, I yeah, was trying to go through so many Pokemon that trading and stuff. I was doing that at first. I'm like, oh, I've got all these four IV starters. I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate these. I will wonder trade them. And then after a while, it's like, I don't have time for this. Go. Goodbye. 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 You're not perfect. Goodbye. You're not perfect. Goodbye. Yeah. And usually <laughs> oh, you've got on a splotch over your eye. Goodbye. <laughs> usually on wonder trade, you can tell when people are IV breeding because they mark the little symbols. Oh, right. I didn't know if you knew that. I I never got into that. Um, but I probably should, but no, I don't. I, was, I decided I don't like this end game stuff, so I'm probably not going to. Because when I was doing IV breeding, that's how I could tell what had the perfect IVs and what category was. I would mark the little symbols in the thing. But while we're complaining, I just want to say I hate the online in this game. I hate that I have to go to a completely separate thing in my menu to do any online. Oh, yeah. I, I really preferred the old way of it being kind of you could have the online up while you were doing other things and have messages yeah. pop up and all that stuff. That was great in X and Y. I don't know why they changed that. This, I, I don't know that either. That stupid um, celebration plaza or whatever it is, it's awful. I hate, oh, I like, absolutely hate it, and I hate that it always has a notification, and you have to run around and talk to everybody to get the notification to go away. And, and like, if you, in. if you really, if you, I don't know, if you spend an eternity leveling up your plaza, you can have some buildings in there that do some amazing things. Like, you can get meals that fully EV train a complete stat on a Pokemon and stuff like that. But it is so much work to get to that point. I, and it's kind of random in how it works. Like, I, it doesn't seem worth it to me. Now, there no, is one exploit I, in that plaza. Um, you, If you keep removing... You make a VIP friend, someone who has... I think it's a level two treasure... One of the spin the wheel places. Um, I forget which one it is. But, like, level two, one of those. Um, when you build it and use it for the first time, you're guaranteed to get um, a golden... Was it a golden mushroom? No, it's a golden... Um, the thing you need to to effectively perfect your IVs on a Pokemon, uh, you know what I'm talking about with that the super tra mm -hmm. the, whatever that's called the super training what is that? Ugh, I can't even remember any of this. Pokemon, I want a sun and moon, uh, golden bottle cap, golden bottle cap, yeah. And so the bottle cap thing, 
will perfect the stats as far as that Pokemon's concerned. Um, what that does for you is it makes it operate like it has six perfect IVs. Um, what it what it doesn't do is let you breed it like it's a six IV Pokemon. But um, it's good for using on a Pokemon like, man, I wish this thing was perfect so I could battle with it online and stuff. And you can. Um, but it won't make it, uh, you can't breed it and get the benefits of like a perfect IV bred Pokemon. Anyway, so that's one thing you can do with that plaza, which is you sell and, and rebuild that thing over and over. But you still have to grind all the damn friendship points or whatever. Ugh, it's just, bleh. Bleh. I'm complaining. Yeah, the, the online was such a step back bleh. in this game. I want to use O powers and stuff. Oh, I love the O powers in the original or in the uh, previous generation. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. And people would just give them to give them to you at random. I liked when I got points for um, street passing with people that I could then use to spend on items like max repels. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that anymore because people like me exist. I think um, who have like the 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 home pass thing. Where I just have like this constant stream of street pass things coming out of one of the routers in my house. So I could abuse that system and I would have thousands of Pokemiles. Like seriously, in X and Y, I have like stacks of like max heals and stuff like that. Just because like, oh, sure, whatever. I, I can buy all these things with all the friendship points. Um, you ruined it for everyone, I ruined Chris. it for everyone, yeah. Chris. Yeah, they, they nerfed it in uh, Ruby and, and Sapphire and then... The system's gone completely in this game. It's sad. What are we doing? Should we go into the news? We're talking about our obsessions. Yeah, I think we're we're complaining too much. We better get into the news. Yeah, new beep. All right, what is this? Bamco has released the reveal trailer for the second and final of the Dark Souls three DLC expansions. It's called the Ring City. Uh, this will take the player to the world's end where they will find new magic, weapons, armor, characters, enemies, and buried secrets. It's coming up March 28th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. You can go check the trailer out on our site um, or just get hyped for Dark Souls 3 DLC. Hype. Um, I Am Setsuna was officially announced for the Nintendo Switch for March 3rd, 2017. It's going to be a launch title. So this also confirms that the eShop is going to be available on day one, which Yay. was apparently a question that was being dodged. Well, because the uh, the online stuff wasn't, they don't, that isn't going to be out day one, it right. sounds like. So would like even the digital shop be out? And I guess it is. Yes. Which I'm glad because who wants to have to go buy discs anymore? Not me. <laughs> All right. Says the person who's pre-ordered like four discs. So, uh, two games and because you made me. <laughs> Would you prefer to cancel those pre-orders? And uh, just the one-two Switch game. <laughs> yeah, but at least we're saving twenty percent. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, I'd rather save a hundred percent on one-two Switch, though. Nope. <laughs> you just want to milk a cow. Koei <laughs> uh... Tecmo has announced the North American and European release dates for Tokaden Two. Uh, it's going to be March twenty-first in North America, March twenty-fourth in Europe. Uh, da, 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 da. They put out like media and, and trailers you can go watch on the site. PC, PS4, Vita, and PS4 and Vita. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. PC, PS4, and Vita. The PS4 and Vita versions will be physical and digital PCs, digital only. Um, this is the sequel to the first Tokiden. And stuff. Um, they are going to be more open world this time. Go watch the trailer, see if you're into it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Deus Ex Mankind Divided is getting a second 
piece of DLC called A Criminal Past. It's coming out February 23rd, 2017. And it's going to be Xbox Live, PSN, and all that stuff. It's a standalone story that looks into Adam Jensen's past, letting you live out one of his earlier missions for TF29. So that's cool. Standalone DLC. That way they can uh, take away your powers. <laughs> that's what that stuff usually means. Uh, Mobius Final Fantasy is coming to PC. Anna, will this be the way you play Mobius Final Fantasy now? No. After all the feels with that Moogle, you decided you're done with that game? Um. You don't want to see Ariana Grande? Is that... No, wait. She's in the other one. Um, yeah, I just haven't gotten... No, wait. Is Mobius the one with the story? or? Yeah, yeah Mobius yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. one with the story. Yeah, I just need to get back into it. Okay. It's the one with the Moogle. And I got burnt crying. out on it yeah. because there weren't any story chapters being released, so I was just grinding stuff, and I got really bored. And I think they have... Yeah, there's like four. So they put out chapter two, part one, chapter two, part two, chapter three, part one, two, and three, and now they put out chapter four, part one. So there's lots of story for me to do now. I just have to get around to doing it. All right, well, you'll have a chance to jump back into it on February 6th via your PC instead of your iPad and yeah, iPhone. I'd rather play it on my iPad. And on PC, you can choose English or Japanese audio. And uh, they're gonna, it's going to be running in 60 frames per second and have widescreen and HD support. Um, Chris's question, of course, is if you have a crazy-ass iPad Pro or iPhone 7, do you also get 60 frames per second? Because you figure they could enable that on those. And, of course, nobody knows because nobody knows anything about graphical options on mobile devices because why would we focus on making things look good on all this expensive hardware you've bought when instead we can target our game builds for two- to three-year-old phone devices instead, and that way we don't have to fulfill any support tickets from people who don't understand why things don't run right on their devices. Sorry, I'm getting crotchety and complaining again. Akiba's Beat has a limited edition in Europe. Two. Two of them? Yep. All right. Well, let's see how this works. Uh, The first one... The, okay, the European. They have awesome names, by the way. The European publisher's name is P Cube. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, and what? This is confusing. There's the okay. So P Cube announced the limited edition will be available for both PS4 and Vita, and includes an art book and a special collector's box. And in the UK, that limited edition is exclusively available through Game, which is the name of a game store there. There's also the Neat Edition. Okay, well, um, I'm getting to it. Okay. Uh, Rice Digital revealed its exclusive Neat Edition, N-E-E-T. It will be available for PS4 and Vita, and uh, you can pre-order it now for £69.99, or pence, whatever they are in PS4, and whatever, £60 on Vita. <laughs> the Neat Edition includes the following items. The game, the Akiba's Beat Bag, and a soundtrack CD, an art book, and a Pinkin plushie. Whatever the pink and plushy is. Um, let's see. It's the... Oh, it's cute. It's really cute. It's like the thing that one of the characters carries So this around, is the right? one with the vampires that you have to knock the clothes off them? Yeah. Is it, is it, they're doing more of that this time? I think so. But there's more music associated with it. Oh, because it's Akiba's beat? Yes. Okay. Um, anything else so there? So for those that are confused and have never heard the term, neat, N-E-E-T is... Not in education, employment, or being trained. What? Neat. Neat. N-E-E-T. Oh, is that the like characters tying into the story? In, okay. Yeah, because the characters in um, the first game are, are mostly neats. So I assume in the second game, they are also mostly neats. So See, they're also, losers. Uh, the term uh, hikikomori. 
Because okay. hikikomoris are often neats as well. See, it this just, is not a term in the U.S. No, it isn't. It started in the U.K., but it's it got like really popularized in their parents' in basement. Is yeah. what we'd call them here, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the pimply loser that lives in his mom's basement. Okay. Get a job, you bum. All right. I think we talked plenty about the Pokemon Bank, but that happened, so go oh, ahead and Oh, and that. if you transfer... So one thing we didn't mention is if you transfer um, a Soul Rock or a Luna Tone into your Sun or Moon, you get additional story for Sun and Moon. Yeah, Wait, I need what? to go do that. What? Yep. A Soul Rock? Yeah, it's a Pokemon. It's a, It looks like a Sun... Where do I get it? Um, it's a rock Pokemon that started in like Gen 3 onwards. I don't have one mm-hmm. of those. Uh, well, it's probably pretty easy to get one at this point. They don't evolve. So as soon as you transfer in and unlock the story, you don't need it anymore. Mm. So I you made a you photocopy can... one? <laughs> yeah. That works for me. <laughs> um, also, if you access the Pokemon Bank, you'll get a Munium Z on Pokemon Sun and Moon, the Z po- crystal for the mythical Pokemon Mew. Which I've been wondering if another Z crystal could fit on my save game slot, and now I know. It looked like one more could just shove in there. So, um, there is also like a ridiculously long workaround to getting your hacked Mew from Red Blue into the bank. No thanks. So they're they're doing bads and stuff. Who? Yeah, and that's the thing is they banned like sixty five hundred accounts this week, and they've said that they're probably going to ban more. But they didn't say which not exploits they were banning for. Correct. They won't say anything ever. Correct. So, a lot of speculation about what's going on. Well, and I mean the problem is is that for me, I'm kind of worried about false positives 6500 tells me that there probably was was not many if any but that's like, a for very example, small amount um yeah. mistiana has like a totally illegal pokemon that she got while she was in japan but she has a north american version of the game why was it illegal she can't put it in the bank oh really yep it rejects it yep how does she know how did she get it she was in japan what does that have to do with anything it, it was a japanese promotional Pokemon. Mm. Well, that doesn't mean it's hacked. That just means it's a correct. Promo. But it won't let her put it in the bank from That's her North American copy. Dumb. Right. So the bank has some issues at the moment. Which game Didn't... was that in? Do you know? I don't remember. Okay, it would have been like also... an old one, like a super old one. Didn't we also what, Kelly? Didn't we also mention that you'll be able to transfer your? Pokemon from the virtual console games yeah. into the bank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was, that was the big reason they put them on virtual console. I thought. Yeah. Oh. I haven't done. I haven't even tried that out yet. I have yellow. I keep meaning to play it, and I don't. <laughs> I think by the time I get around to playing it, I'm going to realize that it is painfully old, and I'm not going to want to play it. It's like I don't even want to go back to the GBA games, which <laughs> I thought were good because of all the. Stuff they've done in the DS game, 3DS games. All right. So Bandai Namco had some more announcements. Um, they're going to be bringing crossover RPG Excel World versus Sword Art Online to North America and Europe. Um, it's a PlayStation Vita game, and it's coming out sometime in 2017. Mm-hmm. The European and v, it's PS4 as well. Yeah, PS4 and Vita. You said PlayStation Vita game. Oh, I thought, thought I said PS4 Vita. Yeah, maybe I misheard you. Okay. 
Um, European the recording version. will tell us. <laughs> Europe is going to get physical versions. I, I don't Who cares? Why are people buying physical games? Because uh, they all, like them. It's all MacStorm's fault. <laughs> all right. Uh, they also announced Level 5's upcoming sequel, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, will be coming to PC in addition to its previous announced PS4 version. And they so put that's out a cool. whole whack of shiny screenshots. So there you go, Alice. The Wait for that PC version because it'll probably. Yeah, but I never. I, the thing there is, I never bought Nino Kuni's original version. <laughs> Do you have to have? No. I don't think so, but maybe. Um, it's it a really pretty. good game. It looks so pretty. All right. Uh, what else we got? Um, Warhammer 40k Death Watch. Tyranid Invasion, which I didn't even think was an RPG. Um, Apparently we're covering it. It must be. It, oh, it's probably a tactical game. Uh, it's coming to PS4 in Europe. And is already out. No no news on a North American game. Really? That seems backwards. Yeah. Well, yeah, it definitely looks tactical RPG. Hey, but, uh, so a Zodiac Final Fantasy Tactics, like, OC... Uh, remix album came out a couple yeah. weeks ago and it like hit all the news sites like in the last two so days. i've only listened to um like 12 or 15 tracks off this and it's got like 60 it's it's really big um it's a lot of different styles some of the songs i like some of the songs i really don't care for so you can go listen to it for free on spotify it's called um zodiac final fantasy tactics remixed go check it out and then if you like it you can buy it on like google play or itunes or whatever um yeah, go check it out. It's cool. Um, see if it's your thing. Um, let's see. So, uh, Steins Gate Zero, rather. It's ready for Xbox One, but uh, they aren't expecting it to sell much. Yeah, so here's the tweet that the that um, the one of the main developers put out. Um, we finished Steins Gate Zero's Xbox One version. I apologize for keeping you guys waiting. It will only be available digitally, but it will release in the coming days. The price will be set at a great value, but I'm not expecting it to sell that much. Here, get LOL. closer to the mic, Anna. We were able to put this together somehow, so please share or retweet in support. So, um, yeah. Cool. I don't know. And I don't say. I don't even know if this is coming out in North America. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know either. So, yeah, because the Zero came out. Yes, it did. And we forgot to mention that it is getting weekly DLC for like a month. Free weekly. Or, um, no, wait. It's, yeah. It's like free DLC They're going to do free DLC. Um, or they are, I guess. I don't know how you get the DLC because I'm on the store page. I don't see it available yet. But Okay. Um, maybe you have to own the game in order to even see it, which is different than how DLC normally works. Yep. But okay. So I think one came out already, and then there's two more coming out next week and then the week after. So three DLC packs leading up to Valentine's Day. Hmm. Yeah, first DLC pack is already live. Additional You're... batches of DLC will be made available every week until February 14th. And then what, you have to pay after that? I think so. so... Or not? No, I... I think they're early adopter free only. That doesn't say that. Hard to say. It, you can access these goodies by talking to Bob the Clown in front of the Temple Shrine. Um, I don't know, Anna. This yeah, doesn't we'll look to, like traditional DLC. You may we'll not have, have to, to pay for we'll it. We'll have to dig into this a little bit more yeah, and maybe. talk about it next week. Everyone. Also, the game has vague. disco dance battles. Yes. Disco dance battles. All right. 
Just wanted to point that out. Yakuza <laughs> Zero has disco dance battles. Also, I don't think this is going to be an RPG, but I thought this was kind of hilarious, so I wanted to talk about it. And what's that? Square Enix is making a mobile game that is geared towards female players. It is oh, their what does that mean? I don't have a that hot must clue. Be terribly misogynistic. <laughs> Not much is known other than the title and that it is Square Enix's quote-unquote first smartphone game geared towards girls. So when you take damage, the phone itself like shoots out rays that knocks your clothing off or something? It'll, it will do? have VR-compatible components to it. The official oh, site okay. <laughs> is nothing but 12 silhouettes of probably boys. Is it Yuri? No, no it, it, it. it'd be yaoi. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those. Um, okay. Ah, oh, crap. What are they called again? Is it Otome Games? Or am I just waste of up? time? <laughs> oh, quite probably. But. I'm just I'm fascinated by the idea that they would make a game for just for girls. Like, shouldn't games be made for people? No. Well, I mean, I, this may be the implication. May be Anna. Used to. The implication, Anne, is that all other games are just for guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what? stop playing this. I, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some gay guys interested in this anyway. So Okay. So let's see. What does this look like? Um, Kimi Kiri. Yeah. Kimi to Kiri, no labyrinth. So we know nothing. Yeah. Like literally, literally no nothing. You go to like kimikiri.jp and it is nothing except that picture of like 12 silhouettes. Right. There is nowhere else to go on this page. But you can sign up for to follow their line. All right. Line, such a big deal. So this it is It is in Japan. Yeah, in Japan. I know. So yeah, this this is just kind of one of those things that I wanted to throw in there. Like, what's critics? I like this next story, Anna. This is another yeah. one of those like, of course. <laughs> Of course this is true, but like this has got to be a headline just because Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go made more money in 2016 than the entire VR industry. And it was expected to, I think. I think this so. is not surprising. The I VR think. industry is new. There's The headsets are expensive. There's no games. It's a new technology. There's not a lot of adoption yet. <laughs> and Pokemon Go is freaking, how do we monetize Pokemon? Gee, which one do you think is going to do better? But still... It made a lot of money, and the story reminds you of it. <laughs> they didn't release the figure. <laughs> they didn't say how much money. But this is according to DigiCapital's Games Report 2017. I don't even know if these people are reliable. I don't know who they are. I still don't doubt it whatsoever, though. <laughs> All right. Time for Kickstarter. Oh, wait. First, Indie Update. Indie Update. All right. First up, we have Naborian Saga. Live Liver Primus has announced that it will be bringing Naborian Saga to PC via Steam in March 2017. It combines game book and tactical combat gameplay with roguelike elements and was originally released for iOS and Android in 2014. Um, so there will be, you know, it's going to be like the mobile version plus. And I'm looking through this and yeah, it looks... Like tactical combat, but very much got like a D and D feel to the presentation. It looks like you're going through a rule book and have character sheets and all that stuff. So, see if you're into that. Hellenica Tactics. Uh, I think we talked about last week. It's a tactical RPG. It's on Steam. You can go see if you're into that. It's got a very um, traditional like Final Fantasy Tactics look to the battle system. Um, and then 
you know, see if you're into that. And I think someone turns into a giant wear badger, which always down with stuff like that. Um, Pixel Heroes Bite and Magic's a turn-based RPG with roguelike elements and 80s-style graphics. It was originally put out on PC, Mac, Linux, and iOS and Android in 2015. Now they're going to bring it to Xbox One on March 3rd, 2017. Um, Indonesian developer Semisoft, uh, they ran a Kickstarter campaign for Legrand Legacy in 2016, but it failed. But they didn't give up, so now they've got a new campaign. They're looking for £40,000 in funding um, by February 17th. So this is on... Let's see, we didn't get this in the Kickstarter thing. But uh, for Legrand Legacy, which I remember this last time, it has the lion. So this is a new campaign. For £1, you get a thank you. For £15, you get the game. And then let's go to their top end. Um, wait. All gone. Oh, those are the early birds. They're all gone. Okay. Um, the ultimate legacy for eight thousand pounds. You get all the stuff. Uh, blah blah blah. Several digital and physical copies of the game. Double soft cover art book copies. Double hard cover art books. Create an item. Create an NPC. Plus design and name a mini boss. The ultimate legacy in game credit. Name and design of the mini boss must fit the grand legacy universe and be approved by the developer. You get a thank you. Oh my gosh. You get a thank you certificate. Kickstarter exclusive wallpaper. Five Steam and DRM free copies of the game. Digital soundtrack, digital art book, digital map, um, Steam early access, beta access, in-game starter kit, uh, alpha access, in-game weapon and armor pack, a box set, your name in the Monument of the Ancient, a collector's edition box to store all your items, a poster with a numbered certificate, two physical signed art books, a 3D printed fin figurine, your face used for an in-game wanted poster. I love that. A signed printed mini wanted poster of your wanted poster. Your face, uh, your art book is upgraded to hardcover with an exclusive sketch times two. Design and name an in-game item for Legrand Legacy. Design and name an in-game NPC for Legrand Legacy. Your NPC will be featured in his quest times four and design and name a mini boss and the ultimate in in game credit whatever that means so that's eight thousand pounds three of three are still available um so there there you go uh queen of thieves is the latest rpg dating sim from winter wolves uh that is uh that uh it's been put out on steam it's been out on pc mac linux for a little while through their website you get to play as one of three sisters. They investigate a possible appearance of their mother, who is long presumed dead. Um, game option offers both male and female romance options. I have no idea what you do in that game other than date. And if you look at the menus, you will understand why I'm very confused by what happens in that game. Um, but it is an RPG slash dating sim. All right. I got three more Kickstarters for you, folks. First up, The Banner Saga 3. Uh, now, I, I pledged through the original Banner Saga, so I've already got this. I don't have to think about this. But uh, if I go look at... Um, I clicked the wrong thing. That is... Uh, uh, oh, I'm on the page. I'm an idiot. All right, so here we go. It's the last game of the saga. Um, it's the trilogy. It's the final thing. All right, so Banner Saga 3, go watch the video. For 20 bucks, you get the game. They don't have a thank you tier. Screw that. We're in, we're in this now. We're giving you the game for 20 bucks. And go all the way to the other end for $10,000. <laughs> 
The ultimate level of support. This tier entitles you to be named in the credits as executive producer. Show your passion for the game by assuming this role and you'll be invited to a substantial board meeting with the team. If you choose to attend... That is the wrong word. If you choose to attend this video conference, it will involve weighty discussions and planning on the topics of design, art, production, business. You just get to go to one of these? Usually it takes more than one meeting for this stuff. All right. You will be exposed to intimate knowledge of the hidden lore of the Banish Saga world and you will have an influence on the production and design of the game if you choose furthermore you will be invited to join us at one of the major conferences around the world including pax west pax prime pax south or gamescom at these conferences we will provide you with an exhibitor badge and full access to our booth while we conduct our business there after the work's done you will join us for a delicious repast as we feast upon the local fare and regional meads as the executive producer you will be responsible for your own travel and lodging expenses (laughs) you get a digital copy of the game, backer forms, galleries, badge, your name in the credits, exclusive game start screen, exclusive wallpaper, alpha access to game battles, customized lead caravan character, hero banner on start screen, heroic in-game item, trilogy soundtracks, trilogy art book, gift of hardborg novel, a dredge-themed hat, a dredge-themed poster, a dredge-themed t-shirt, a dredge in-game heroic title. Chris, a- Chris, please stop. <laughs> oh. Just, just, just please stop. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. You can't, can't take, take it the Kickstarter. anymore. You can't I can't take the Kickstarter. Oh. I'm done. You've killed me. <laughs> but I've got two more Kickstarters for you. <laughs> We've got God. Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, which is actually not on Kickstarter. It's on Fig. Do you prefer Fig, Alice? I've never even heard of it. Fig is the double fine one. Um, they created their own. It lets you actually invest in games. All right. So Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, they've already hit their goal. They want a 1.1 million, that 1.4. Um, you get in, uh, let's see, $5 for a thank you, $29 for the game. And at the other end of the spectrum, some of these have sold. $10,000 for their top backer. Um, they got a lot of items, but the big thing there is you get to go work with them directly, just like with that other one. You have to pay for your own travel. So $10,000. And then finally, Apocalypse Now Kickstarter. Um, Pillars of Eternity 2, by the way, that's, uh, Pillars of Eternity was a good game, so I'm anticipating good things from Pillars of Eternity 2, but go check it out if you like it. Apocalypse Now, a game based on the classic Vietnam War film. Um, yes, they're making a game based on a movie based on a book called Heart of Darkness. Um, go figure all that out. What? Okay. You didn't know Apocalypse Now is basically a movie adaptation of Heart of Darkness? I have never heard of Apocalypse Now until today. Yeah, it's a, it's a film. There's... Okay. Yeah, Wait, whatever. what? How have you not heard of Apocalypse Now? I don't know. Is it scary? No, but it's certainly very serious. It's, yeah. a, it's a Vietnam War. It's a very famous Vietnam War film. Okay. There's an entire Animaniacs episode that's a parody of it. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, that's how, yes. that's, how, that's how that's how you know it's a, that's how you know it's a good film is when Animaniacs have done a parody. I've probably of it. seen the Animaniacs episode and just had no idea where it came from. Isn't okay, it more about a guy the- going crazy? I don't know. And also had such a troubled production that they produced a documentary about how troubled it was. Oh my gosh, three people just messaged me and wanted to know I, how I had not heard of Apocalypse Now. So, let's see. People in this game, what? Marlon Brando, or this movie, Marlon Brando, Lawrence Fishburne, um... Let's see, who else was in the Robert Duvall, Harrison Ford, 
Um, Clint Eastwood turned down a role, so he wasn't in it. Who's the director? Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, whatever. So it was a big deal. Um, Okay, the Animaniacs episode is called Hearts of Twilight, which is a parody of the documentary Hearts of Darkness, which chronicled the making of the movie Apocalypse Now. Which is based on the movie Heart of Darkness. (laughs) So it all comes full circle. Yeah. yeah, I think we're I think we're recursing pretty hard here. C- Chris, can you try and break us out of this one? All right, Apocalypse Now. I, I, is this an RPG? Is that why this is? Yeah. Yeah. Look at the top. Okay, so it's supposed to be like a Fallout game. Yeah. Great. Um, Thirty-five bucks gets you in. Um, you get the game. I like that. No thank you tier. And then on the other end, it's ten thousand dollars. You get. Let's simply say, you get all the things. Also, this in-game footage video looks terrible, um, but okay, whatever. You get all the things, uh, and the important thing for, let's see, even the jungle wanted him dead, and that's who he really took his orders from anyway. Yeah, all right, anyway. Um, let's see, you get access to all the things. You just get a lot of stuff. You get, like, freaking everything. And I'm not going to read it again because Alice has told me to stop, um, even though I would really like to read through well, this Well, and list. here's the thing. is It's like they invite you to a bunch of things, none of which have airfare included. So it's like, tour of the family Coppola archives, airfare not included. Two tickets to rap party in Hollywood, airfare not included. Spoilers, by the way, I really didn't like the book Heart of Darkness. I was supposed to read it in English class. I didn't even finish it. I just kind of learned the important pieces I needed to know to get through the test. Apparently, and I haven't Francis watched the movie. Ford it's very Coppola boring. Is involved in this Kickstarter? Okay. I don't. So I don't particularly care for this book. I don't care for the movie. It's, I will not be backing it. But whatever. Um, Thank God for Cliff Notes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> quite frankly, that book. Ugh. No thanks. All right, Chris. It's one of those literature things. Like I'm sure I, I would probably appreciate it much more now, just, just with a little bit of adulting under my belt. <laughs> um, let's see. Now, don't fail this question this time, Chris. Is it time to check my briefs? Yes. <laughs> what's the, what's the question? Phrasing. <laughs> Boxers are briefs. Oh, okay. It's time for briefs. All right. Atelius Fierus synthesis changes and screenshots and a trailer. Go check it out on the site. Um, also, they have some pre-order costume bonuses. I do want to see what those are. Let's see what those are. They're pretty. Well, the why don't you t- Okay. 10th annual Tales of Festival. Wait, wait, wait. What are the pr- costumes? They're outfits from previous games. And they oh, actually okay. give real boosts. Okay. So it, it actually matters. Is it a game meant for girls? <sighs> The 10th annual Tales of Festival will take place June 2nd through 4th in Japan. You going to go to this, Alice? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm totally going to spend like a grand flying out to Japan for a Tales Festival. Wait, um, you know, you say that and that sounds like exactly the sort of thing I would expect you to do. (laughs) No. Okay, (laughs) just checking. Saving up for the wedding. What do you get? What do you get? Oh, I love this. Um, you can get an A seat for 7,000 yen, an S seat for 9,000 yen, a double S seat for 12,000 yen, and a <laughs> premium seat. I like there's no seats below A, or maybe that's just not listed here. Um, well, it's a little bit like you don't get anything below second class. Mm. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. doesn't um, matter if there's six you, classes above there. What's, what do you do with this? Um, 
You have it's going to have many talk programs, numerous voice talents from throughout the series, uh, musical performances, live action character skits. Yeah, if you don't know Japanese, you shouldn't be going to this. Got it. Uh, they so, usually produce a um, they usually produce a DVD of it and then sell it at, like the Namco store or something. Okay. The Nintendo Switch has sold eighty percent of its pre-order initial shipment in Japan, which I guess initial shipments work different in Japan. Because mm. I mean, here it's like. GameStop made a big deal out of the fact that they sold out of their initial Nintendo Switch shipment, but it's like they sell out of their initial shipment of stuff all the time. Yeah, so I don't know. Um... The thing that made me interested in this story is it they've sold 80% of its initial shipment despite the fact that they did a poll on like a bunch of like features of the Switch and like overwhelmingly people in Japan thought it was too expensive. Yeah, I mean Folks, let's not be let's not mince words. The system's going to fail, all right. But we're going to enjoy playing Zelda on it. Really? Yeah. I, I have a feeling that's it'll my be feeling. In I mean, Japan. Okay. <laughs> it, wasn't that poll in Japan? In... Yeah. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is that you know Japan has that commuting culture, and it's the perfect system for people to have to sit on a train. I thought the 3ds was the perfect system for people to sit on the train, and that's not going well, anywhere. Well, and yeah, it has better they, battery life. And it does street pass. I mean, that's just my prediction. I could be full of it. I have been wrong on the show before. Well, See, you know what? Before something happens, we're all full of it. So that's the good part. Um, <laughs> let's see. Fire Emblem's choose your own hero results so far. All right. Who's so winning, these, Anna? These are a few days off. These are a few days off. Is there a way to see current? Um, No. This is the last but, one they um, tweeted about? Yeah. As of... um. See, when did they actually post this? As of January 25th in the evening, um, Ike, Roy, and Hector were one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Followed by Krom, another Ike, <laughs> the Ike from the other game, which, like, what? <laughs> Marth, Ephraim, Robin, Takami, and Donnell. And then there's a bunch of little ones. And My, then the people I of, vote for don't show up on these in lists. In terms of ladies... It is Lynn, Lucina, Tharia, Camilla, Corin, uh, Erica. Cornelia. I like how Corin male not on the list. It oh, is he, yeah, nineteen. Corin female number five. Yep. Ooh. Um, Cordelia, Azura, Micaiah, and Robin. Yeah, right. So both Robins and both Corins made the top twenty. Jeez. Oh, Elise is number thirteen. The little sister you should never marry, and if you do, you should feel bad about yourself. <laughs> but Chris, you're not really related. No, she's too young. You're a dirty, terrible person. And I you can't feel remember ashamed. who I married her to. I think it was someone old. <laughs> Probably your uh, old butler guy, like uh, the dude also, on the horse. <laughs> um, customer service. If you contact us, Nintendo customer service, they recommend you have a minimum of one gig of space for Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm sorry, say that again? Um, if you contact Square Enix customer service and say, hey, how big is Fire Emblem Heroes? Or Nintendo customer service. Okay, and they say a gig? Yeah, they're like, mm, you should have On at least iOS. a gig. Okay. Square Enix has got Marvel, potentially... Yeah, so Square Enix and Marvel announced rather vaguely that they're going to make video games together. They're going to be made out of Montreal's 
Eidos. I, I've heard rumors that Studios. they're going to be in Kingdom Hearts 3 as a Marvel world. So, yeah, there's a lot of awesome. rumors floating around. <laughs> All they've announced is that they're working together. Okay. Um, Sora is now available in World of Final Fantasy. Came out the same day as Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Uh, he was in Japan for a while. Yeah, but. but he's out in North America and Europe now. So there you go, Anna. Are you going to go finish World of Final Fantasy now that you have a TV large enough to read the text on? Yeah, and they that fixed the damn. Like a good idea. They fixed the damn... Uh, <laughs> it's all foggy on the PlayStation Pro thing. <laughs> um, a Pikachu new 3DS was announced. Um, it's coming out in North America on February 24th. Oh, it's a very cute Pikachu it's 3DS. It's so cute. And it doesn't have nipples. <laughs> yeah, no Pika nipples. No Pika nipples this time. <laughs> Zero Escape Nonary Games finally has a release date. Um, That's the trilogy? Yes. For PC? Yes. Okay. Coming out March 25th on PC and April 13th for PS4 and Vita. Um, Nintendo confirmed that Epona will be in the Breath of the Wild. I thought you randomly tame horses in that game. So I how guess Epona is one of the horses that you can tame. We'll okay. see. They just said she was in it. They didn't what? really elaborate. That doesn't even make sense. She should be... Okay, so it's... Now the legendary hero has a legendary horse. Like, um, Dragon Quest Hero Switch, according to Square Enix, will be, quote-unquote, more than a Power port. Lord says that the Nonary Games is only two of the games. It's the first two. Oh. Well, what, why not the third one? Because it's already available on PS4 and Vita. But... Okay. Dragon Quest Switch will be more than a port. What does that mean? Good question. Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 is more than just a port. Okay, so yeah, we don't know. So they're going to add extra stuff. Yeah, Big this deal. is why that's it's not brief. a brief. That's nothing. It's, they're going to add extra stuff. All right. Uh-oh, this next one, I've got the right person to talk to for it. It's a brief, Chris. Harvest Moon Skytree Village has new DLC. Yeah. What's going on? New Bachelor, new Bachelorette. Um, additional requests? Yeah. Are you, are you, you? What else, Anna? Are there new farm decorations? Yeah. Oh, how come you aren't telling me these things? Why well, I have to drag it out of you? Because it's a brief. Why are you so bad at your job? Sharp FE is on sale at select Walmart stores in store only. So if you don't have Sharp FE, go get it. What are you waiting for? It's a, it's an SMT game. It's a Fire Emblem. Well, it's mostly an SMT game. And it's got music and Fire Emblem costumes. And it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Go get it and learn about the wonders of Barry. I love Barry. He's my favorite Body. character so far. Barry Goodman. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that the American metal band he was in was called Terra Death. Yes. As in Megadeth. Mm-hmm. That a localization. Was, as a metal habit, that just amused me. Yeah. Anyway. Omega Death. So, oops. What else are we talking about? Is it time, Anna? Yes. Is it time? Yes. To talk about? Trailers. All right. First up, we've got a Toho Genso Wanderer. Trailer. A Tales of Berseria Yakuza Trailer. Zero Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Fantasy Chapter Prologue launch. Trailers. <sighs> Blue Reflection. Trailer. What's Blue Reflection? Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3 Professional. Trailer. Is that coming to the U.S. now? No. Oh, okay. Persona 5 NPC. Trailer. Uh, trailers. Mass Effect Andromeda. Trailer. And Catherine Costumes in Persona 5. Trailer. Okay. Hit me up with some feedback, Anna. All right. So this was by uh, Jay Scarp on the forums. A rambling question slash topic for the podcast. I've seen a few Nintendo fans talking about how the Switch is going to have tons of third-party exclusives from the likes of NIS and Atlas like the 3DS did, and I just don't see that happening. 
It seems like the 3DS had a lot of exclusives because of low development costs, and once you had a game development for it, the cost would be relatively substantial to upgrade the graphics and get the interface back to one screen um, to be with porting back to PS4 PC. Plenty of high-profile games have ended up on mobile. With the Switch, games will already be at 720p and have to look at least passable on a TV. And there won't be a second screen to fiddle with. So unless the game makes extensive use of motion controls, why wouldn't a third party make games for the other platforms too? If Nintendo isn't kicking in money, I don't see why they would get third party exclusives on the Switch. Am I missing something? Maybe Anna knows more about behind the scenes relationships that would create Nintendo exclusives without money changing hands. Or maybe my question is, will the Switch be the love child of the 3DS and Vita or just keep or just the portable way to play Japanese games that are also on PS4 PC. Um, I think a lot of people have been making leaps of faith about what games will make it onto the Switch and what won't. Um, NIS and Atlas have both said that they're committed to making games for it. Um, I don't think they've necessarily said yeah. that those games are going to be exclusive. Well, everyone's going to make a game and not do it again and Nintendo's money will run out and it just doesn't matter anymore. It's I mean, I know I, I think I actually agree with Joshua in that I think we're going to see games that are on the Switch, but I don't necessarily know if we are going to see games exclusively on the Switch. And I'm kind of okay with that. I, I think you'll see exclusive games on the Switch in that they'll be developed for an audience that they don't think are on the other two systems. Yeah. So like... And so they're not going to waste the money to port them over or something like that. What? I think that we're going to see some of the stuff that doesn't make sense on some of the other systems. Like, hey, how many JRPG dungeon crawlers do we have on the Vita? I think those would potentially find a home on the Switch. Why? Because I don't think they make sense on PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, okay. I don't know why they, those make sense on the Switch either, though. Because it's easy to pick it up and go. Okay. <laughs> Just not for very long. Right. <laughs> eh, no, I I I push back on that a little bit because I mean the Switch's portable um capabilities are just as good or bad depending on how you want to phrase it as the Vita. Uh-huh. It's 3 to 6 hours. 2 and a half to 6 hours. Right. But Zelda's at 3, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it sounds like when they talk about Zelda, it's at least three. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have, like, everything turned up and, like, vibration on and all the bells and whistles, you'll get it for three hours. If you turn down some of the brightness and turn off vibration, you'd probably get a lot more time out of it. Yeah, maybe. But we'll wait and see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we will. So, do I think that there's, like, a ton of Switch exclusives coming? No, but I think that there are lots of developers that are excited to make a Switch game. And I think that there are more developers excited to make Switch games than there ever was to make Wii U games. And to me, that's a positive trend. Does anybody else have anything else to say? I mean, I'm I'm genuinely curious to see if it's going to be the true successor to the 3DS or not. And that's kind of what I'm banking on as far as seeing the kind of games that I like on it, you know, stuff from Atlas, like Etrian Odyssey, Shin Megami Tensei, things like that. Hmm. My, my, 
my approach is basically wait and see. Yeah. All right. Though that being said, I probably will buy one next year when the mainland fire emblem comes out on it. Well, with that, shall we move on to the next feedback? Yep. Jason emailed us. Don't feel bad about trying to play through Wind Waker, says Jason. Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword before Breath of the Wild comes out. Before Twilight Princess came out, I tried to play through all the Zelda games, starting with the first. Since I never actually finished the second quest in the first Zelda, I decided to do that as well. I got through that, made it halfway through the Master Quest of Ocarina, and said the hell with it. As for the next RPG I'll be playing, Ease Origins on the PS4 looks like the next can- candidate. I did pick up Dragon Quest Eight, but I have yet to do anything with it aside from take it out of the shrink wrap and put it on my shelf, which is the story of 90% of my purchases. Yeah, I hear you, Jason. He got uh, Dark and Quest 8. Dark and Quest... Oh, is he... Dark and... <laughs> Why is it Dark and... Um, because when Square Enix first listed Dragon Quest 8 on the Uh-oh. App Store, they called it Dark and Quest 8. So, the App Store version of this game... Is, is based that... on the PS2 version oh, okay. of the 3DS remake. Does it have orchestrated music? I have no idea. Does it have any of the fixes? No, I guess not, because it's not based on the remix. Okay. Or the... Okay. Got it. Uh, Victor sends a forum post our way and says, I thought I was doing pretty well when I beat the first boss in Dragon Quest VIII. Then my party was obliterated by bunny rabbits. Oh my gosh! Those things were terrifying when you first got to them. Mm Mm-hmm. I really like how Dragon Quest VIII did away with random encounters in favor of on-screen encounters that can, usually, be evaded. It puts a lot more control back in the hands of the player. While DQ7 is definitely too long of a game, even by the standards of JRPGs, they couldn't have cut any of the scenarios when it was remade for the 3DS. Too many fans of the series would have been unhappy that stuff was removed, or chosen to play the uncut PlayStation version instead of buying the remake. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) The PlayStation version is kind of... is Calling it uncut seems wrong to me, because it's more of an unfinished version, right? Well, whatever. All right. Thank you, Victor. If you'd like to send feedback for the show, three ways to do it. Podcaster.pgamer.com is the email address. 608-729-4098 is the phone number. And forums.rpgamer.com is how to get to the message forums. Board.rpgamer.com stopped working this week, you may have noticed. So forums.rpgamer.com. That's how you get to the message boards. And you can post stuff. Um, with that, it's time to talk about new releases. Yay! Coming out this week, PlayStation 4, Digimon Next Order. Who's in the Digimon games and wants to play a game where you're in the, the digital world? I was, I was I was thinking of getting it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. You let us know how that goes. Earthlock Festival of Magic hits PS4. It's been out on Xbox One for a while. Yeah, it's still coming it. to Wii U. Mm. But it's probably going to be like March or April. So we have that on Xbox One. That was one of the things I discovered as a code for that in my email. Cool. So I don't know if you want to play it. There's a pig. I don't really understand it. Um, <laughs> Hand of Fate Deluxe Edition hits PS4. Um, yay, Hand of Fate and Sony getting along. Uh, that makes me happy. Hand of Fate 2 is coming soonish, Or is it in early... Or is it out? I don't even know. Is Hand of Fate 2 out? It's probably in early access, and that's why I'm confused, I bet. Uh, Hand of Fate 2 on Steam. Available coming 2017. Has no date. It's not out yet. All right. Uh, over on PC, we've got Disgaea 2 PC out. So you can play this guy too. Oh, wait, really? Yep. Huh. Because I think that's the good version as well. Oh, is it? What is that? Oh, like the the improved version? Yeah. Yeah, the version that came out on PSP ages ago. 
Uh, let's hope so. You would hope they'd do that. Um, I think it's mentioned. I think it's mentioned in the store page for it on Steam that it comes with all of the stuff that was introduced in Dark Hero days. And let me uh, just double version. check on that. Uh, oh, what's this? Princess Remedy in a World of Hurt. Oh, we'll look at that later. Disgaea Two, PC, January thirtieth. So it's actually out in two days. So I'm sorry to get your hopes up, Alice. So two days from now, it's oh. up. But close enough, I hope. Uh, let's see. Other things hitting PC. Uh, Learn Japanese to Survive Katakana War, which is an RPG where you have to learn katakana to battle things or something. So Yeah, unfortunately, I already know katakana. Oh, uh, well, you can reinforce it, maybe. Um, we've well, got... like, to be fair, I reinforce it every time I play a Super Robot Wars game. But not Tales games, because you don't stick with them. Ah, uh, burn. Savage. Uh, we've got uh, Sena Rukana, the Spirit of Eternity Sword 2. So here, let me just read this to you. Thrown into another world, Satoki Nozomu must fight to bring his friends home while at the same time struggling against the ancient god that sleeps inside him. So begins a journey that will shake the very foundation of the universe. The sequel to the visual novel RPG, Acelia the Eternal. Uh, are you familiar with this series at all, Alice? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, there's cat girls and RPG fighting and visual novel art things. You know how they have like, you know, full screen art images that I guess you're supposed to see between reading paragraphs and i don't know there's stats and it's an rpg it's it's um it's out now go see if it's for you i know nothing about it um no user reviews so i can't even tell you if steam users are liking it um then on ios and android we got a big release for anna marie fire emblem heroes comes out this week and uh all my money goes away so that goes (laughs) bye bye (laughs) she said that way too cheerfully uh all right so i want to thank everybody for being on alice anna marie and kelly and you dear listening for listening dale north for doing the the music and uh kelly for doing the the show art i want to ask you all what are you going to be playing this week alice uh the usual you're not going to get uh this guy too or i might do all right i got bizarre to play through first all right and uh kelly I'm going to try and get more into Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So Mirage Sessions over DQ8. Um, I usually have one portable and one console game right, going. Right, you've said this before. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So once I get my Pokedex kind of filled out, then DQ8 will be my portable. I will be trying to um, divorce myself from Final Fantasy XI again. Um, I so that you were I... about to say me. No. I'm going to spend all your money. <laughs> Maybe I'll think about it um, so that I can get back into Wind Waker um, because, you know, I've I've gotten past the point where you do stuff and you find Princess Zelda and it's like, all right, it's time to, we're in the meat of this game. Time to get, get it done. Um, Anna, what will you be playing? Um, Dragon Quest Eight and Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> all right. What's our question of the week for folks? We didn't think of one. What makes you feel old? What makes you feel? Oh, that's just depressing. <laughs> that's no good. I don't know. Well, what's an we... old game you can't stop playing? Okay, that's better. Or I was gonna go with something like, "What's the first game you remember playing?" Oh, okay. What do you think? 
because oh, then I got we can all feel old that, together. So. Let's right. let's talk about it next week. Okay. What's the first game you remember playing? Yes. So we'll do feedback next week, and then we'll talk about our games. Okay. Sounds good. That's our question. Thanks, everybody. Again, podcast at rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098, or forums.rpgamer.com. You can catch us live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, you know where to follow us. Twi- uh, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Um, and yes, if you've gone to rpgamer.com, and you see this really obnoxious, giant, black bar thing happening at the top of the page, I have reported it to our ad people, and we are, we are trying to make it go away, because it is obnoxious. So we'll get it taken care of (laughs) thanks everybody and we'll see you next week until then bye-bye bye